I'm the current president of the Australasian Society for Traumatic Stress, uh, Zach Steele. I've been um, helping to organise the conference that we have, the Australasian Conference for Traumatic Stress. This is a conference that we organise in partnership with Phoenix Australia, one of the peak organisations here, you know, just advising on traumatic stress and traumatic stress recovery. And every two years, we just try to bring together the whole community of researchers and clinicians to really touch base and to see how we're traveling in being able to meet the needs of those affected by traumatic stress injuries and also to to try to um, get key innovators from around the world to come and talk to us about developments in the field. We're pitching this exactly for those who, who work with those affected by traumatic stress. What we brought together is a set of resources, speakers, skills, training that we're able to deliver across a virtual platform that they'll have access not only in the live forum, but to 12 months after it, um, to be able to, to come back, uh, to review it, to learn from it, to be challenged by it, to be expanded by it, but also to keep it as a reference point to guide them and to expand their skill set. And importantly, to be part of a collective community where we're all committed to, you know, fighting for those that are affected by traumatic stress and supporting them in their recovery journey. It's great, Zach, to be working with you on this podcast for what's the 21st Australasian Conference on Traumatic Stress. Our listeners would be really interested, first of all, in some definitions um, obviously, living on planet Earth in the 21st century can be an extremely traumatic experience. Um, so let's start with some definitions. What do you mean when you talk about trauma or traumatic stress? What does that include and what doesn't it include? Yeah, so look, you're, you're right. I mean, life is very, uh, I suppose life has always had its great challenges. And, you know, all of us at the moment are struggling with the pandemic in, in various ways. Um, and that's extraordinarily stressful. I think when we talk about traumatic stress, we're really taking, you know, things to the next level. I, I, our understanding of just the way in which humans respond to trauma, we, we do seem to have these inbuilt mechanisms that help us survive, but they can get injured. And, you know, the, those mechanisms are optimised to promote survival. But if they start to get locked on and they come on at the wrong time, they lead to extraordinary levels of impairment and difficulty. Um, and that's really what we're talking about here about traumatic stress. You know, there's no one universal de definition of trauma because it's really this dynamic interaction between the, the threats in the environment and the systems that we have within us that are mobilised to respond to that and whether they get injured. And it's when they get injured that we, we see... You know, people really experience, you know, um, huge impact on their lives. Um, we also, of course, see people overcome those and, uh, you know, um, uh, and, and not only recover, but really, I think, you know, thrive uh, post-recovery. But that's, um, that's often a very tough journey to get to, Andre. I've spent the last 20 years or so kind of looking at the mental health research literature um, and, you know, summarising it in blogs and, and podcasts and that kind of thing. And I've noticed a real increase in focus on trauma in recent years. 
um, not just in research though, but also in practice. You know, it seems that that health professionals and mental health professionals are much more aware of trauma and the impact it's had. Um, why has that come about, do you think? It, it, it is pretty remarkable, isn't it? I mean, if um, I go back to my childhood, um, trauma wasn't on, on the radar at all. You know, even when we first started to think about the flight of the Indo-Chinese refugees, you know, um, you know, which was really at the birth of um, this whole field, all of the concern was around resettlement there at the beginning. Um, and, but I think our awareness of trauma has, has grown. You know, the actual field of traumatic stress, you know, the disorder was formally codified in 1980, even though it has a very long history, in fact. But since then, there's been about 80,000 research papers that have been published. So that's just this huge, you know, this huge international effort to try to understand the way in which we respond to trauma and the types of injuries we have. And really, I think what you're seeing is that translating. We now know that, you know, even, um, you know, people's experience often of coming to a psychiatric facility can, you know, lead to traumatic stress responses. Um, we know that trauma itself, just you know, trauma and adversity is a major overall contributor and risk factor to mental disorder. In fact, if you calculate what we call the attributable risk, you know, trauma is one of the biggest causes of mental disorder in the world today, you know, bar none. It's one of the major factors that leads to it. So just in general, we know that trauma is often pathogenic, but then there's the specific specific response where the trauma systems within us which are highly calibrated can get injured and that's when we start to see that post-traumatic stress response where it's not just the trauma generated adversity trauma generated you know mental health impairment but actually people start to relive that trauma they get pulled back into it over and over again and their body is constantly mobilized in extreme you know, kind of stress response. Um, and that's, I think that's the difference. So there's the broad harm that trauma causes, and then there's these specific injuries, you know, that lead to traumatic stress responses, which um, completely change the way in which the body functions and the way in which the mind functions and the way in which you look at the world. The 21st Australasian Conference on Traumatic Stress is taking place in a couple of months' time. It's happening online this year from the 14th to the 18th of September. So tell us why you're organising this conference and what you hope to achieve with it. Well, you know, um, previously the conferences have been a time when often, you know, around the country we've had the chance to, to meet up. And of course, we're going virtual this time. And as we've started to think about this transition, it's just realized how, you know, this actually provides a unique opportunity to be able to just achieve things that I don't think we've ever been able to achieve before. So, you know, we, by, by going onto an online platform, we can just reach a much larger number of people. We've been able to keep the prices down low, but perhaps even better is that we're creating a whole digital content that's going to be available for 12 months for those who attend you know I don't know about you know whenever I go to a conference I'm just which way do you turn which you've got five or six parallel sessions um, so actually we've got really excited about being able to use this platform 
um, to be able to share the work here in Australia with a global community pot potentially, and to bring together, you know, just uh, key individuals that we've really become aware of, um, and actually more than we've ever been able to do, um, you know, mainly because it's it's drawing on people from where they are rather than flying people out to Australia. So, you know, um, all of a sudden we've just seen the, the enormous benefits that come from the opportunity to create a digital conference that's able to be available to a much larger number of people um, at a more affordable cost price. Um, and, you know, so we've, you know, we managed to get a whole lot of, you know, incredible speakers, but also we're running these skills training sessions so that they'll just be available for you know the community that we bring together in this conference for a year, so that you can go back and learn some of the core clinical skills and you know factors that are right on the cutting edge of clinical developments. Um, so no, it's been really exciting conference to organise, and it's expanded the opportunities that we have. We hope to be able to take evidence-based science approaches to trauma and mental health recovery and to, to get them out, hopefully, to a much wider group of professionals and clinicians and researchers and, and peer support workers as well. You know, we've got a very big growing peer support workforce, you know, um, that are working with their colleagues to, to try to promote recovery and we want to support them as well. So that's a key question is, you know, who is this conference for? because often these kind of academic conferences are for academics and stand around and they stroke their chins and they have very learned conversations, but it doesn't necessarily have much impact. So how are you going to make sure that what you discuss is relevant to practice? Yeah, the, the, the challenge of the ivory tower, isn't it, Andre? You know, how, how do you translate, you know, the mandate of the uh, ASTSS and of Phoenix Australia is a commitment to science-based approaches to mental health, but also translational and implementational science of ensuring that things get off the bookshelves in, in, into lived reality and start to change things on the ground. So um, so we are trying to reach out to our peer support colleagues and we're trying to bring in the skill sets so that the people who attend the conference and are clinicians are getting access to, you know, a wider set of psychosocial interventions that will challenge all of us to move from just the narrow paradigms that we use because, you know, we know that trauma has a systemic effect on people. It just doesn't affect one area. It affects their health, their well-being, their social connections, their family. And, you, you, you know, as we partner with people to help them journey into their recovery it's being aware of those impacts as well and not just focusing on only a set of symptoms and hoping that you fix the set of symptoms and everything else fixes up. No, it's recognising these conditions often have a pervasive impact and we're documenting that now and and these are the set of skills that will help with that. So that, that's been a real, you know, challenge. In fact, our conference theme is, you know, is moving beyond the status quo to, to try to get the extra mile in recovery and to get the extra bit of evidence that needed to, to push people along. And that's the group of speakers that we've brought together to really to challenge us 
as clinicians, but also to provide us with a set of skills and knowledge on the cutting front that we could take to support those that we work with. So give us a flavour then of who is going to be speaking, what topics are going to be covered, what you're particularly excited about. Yeah, so um, well, our the opening key, keynote is a is um, a, re- a researcher clinician um, that I've admired for for many many years, Lawrence Kermire, who heads the you know the transcultural um, global program out of McGill um, University, and he's actually been working in the trauma field for a, a very long time with First Nations people, looking at you know how does trauma you know, how do we take a cultural, a truly cultural context into it? How do we, you know, rather than us developing a one-size-fits-all, how do we ensure that our treatments adapt to different cultures and different communities? So um, I'm so pleased to be able to you know, um, virtually bring Lawrence to us. We're looking at, um, we, you know, we've got um, Tim Danglish who's going to be talking about, you know, um, Across all of the interventions that we've developed, can we can we develop a set of common based treatment elements that can be rolled out and you know really provide the the solid foundation you know um, that can be delivered in a meaningful way across multiple contexts. So um, and then you know we've um, we're, you know of course Australia as a you know a, a colonial settler you know. Um, invasion country we've got a a first nations people in our country that have a very you know a very difficult history so we're very pleased that um one of our one of the leading indigenous psychologists within australia is going to be able to talk to us about you know the whole um healing program movement that's happening in this country and globally amongst first nations people um and they're going to be talking uh, with colleagues from the Healing Foundation, which is a peak uh, organisation in Australia looking at um, multi-generational trauma amongst um, our Aboriginal community. Um, and, you know, uh, just on a very similar vein, um, we're really fortunate to have another, you know, courageous Australian um, clinician researcher, Nick- Nicholas Proctor, has a, a nursing background but has been just so powerfully and effective in advocating for refugees and asylum seekers. You know, we've often got very harsh conditions and so we'll be able to speak to us about, you know, how do you promote recovery amongst that group? And then we've got, you know, some great, some international, other international speakers. Um, uh, we've got uh, Heidi Ellis, who, um, you know, also talks about that global perspective from refugees. Um you know, uh, we've got uh, Bob Osano, um, who's um, uh, looks at the whole issue of disaster mental health, and you know, what's the impact of the pandemic, uh, and you know, how do we promote, you know, how do we understand this also through a trauma lens, the very thing that's happening globally at the moment, and you know, sometimes that's very obvious, in you know, when it's the loss of life, um, and sometimes it's just about this incredible adversity and uh, the the difficulty that we all encounter with every day living under these conditions at the moment. Um, and, and, and I haven't even, you know, touched the iceberg about the, just the breadth of the topics that we're talking about. You know, some of our, the clinical sessions we're looking at is, you know, staying to 
look at the way in which the gut, the mind and the mood are all impacted by trauma. Um, and we've got a clinical training session on that. Well, you know, also foundational ones on um, EMDR, which is one of the evidence-based treatments for traumatic stress responses in this area. Um, so uh, it, it's going to be a, a wealth of resources, actually, for those who have a chance to come and join us. And who are you hoping will find that a really tempting program to come along to? Who do you think is going to register? What sort of people? How diverse do you think the audience should be for this event? Yeah, so, you know, at one level, it's um, it's, it's pitched to um, to those that are, are working uh, with those affected by um, trauma. Uh, so, you know, in the past, it's mainly been the professional network, but, you know, we, we've realised that it's a much wider group of us that are required. So we're, you know, really trying to reach out to the broader allied health network. Um, we now know just how, what a horrendous impact trauma has on, on people's physical health. You know, there's increased, um, uh, you know, just cardiorespiratory impacts as a consequence of this, you know, the all, all health impacts of, um, of trauma are, are quite substantial and resulting in, you know, reduced life expectancy. And a lot of that's preventable. So we're partnering, you know, we're trying to reach out especially to colleagues in exercise physiology and dietetics. Um, the peer support workforce, you know, those that work with first responders, um, those that, uh, you know, are, 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 you know, don't necessarily have, you know, high qualifications in mental health, but have a passion and commitment to support those in recovery. And that's such an important workforce and we want to reach out to them and let them feel a part of this community and also be linked into, you know, the, the evidence that's been generated and, and the hope that we see um, from that evidence that, uh, that we can support people to overcome the injuries that they've had. Um, so they're the, they're the type of groups that we're wanting to, to join us. Mm -hmm.